want to share with you from 2 Samuel chapter 1 verse 25. And because I'm using my wife's uh, phone to record, then it means um, I have to use a hard copy Bible. 2 Samuel 1 25 will make this very, very easy. We're not going to take too long. I never trust myself when I say that. So I don't know how well you can trust me. Um, to be very honest, whenever I say I'm not going to take so long, I normally mean very well. Because often I'm looking at my notes and they don't look like a lot. So then uh, then we start, then we end up going into places we had not planned to go to. So uh, in case that happens, I think you can always accommodate um, me in that respect. I'm reading 2 Samuel chapter 1, verse 25. This is what the Bible says. How are the mighty fallen in the midst of battle? Oh, Jonathan, thou was slain in the high places. Okay, okay, okay. I know what you're thinking. Basi is taking a political angle. Trump just uh, came down like a huge house of cards. <laughs> uh, to be very honest, I think uh, I'm not disappointed that he came down. But I had actually wanted to talk about this, you know, either way, you know, it's one of those, um, I had three ways I could have gone, uh, but uh, after the US election, and uh, though this had been a pre-arranged Bible study um, material, I felt that why not, it's uh, just as well, we can actually talk about how the mighty have fallen. Not uh, one of your most positive uh, scriptures, to use as a text but I think we are beholden or rather it, it it behooves all of us that's better to put it it behooves all of us to learn painfully to learn from some of the misfortunes that befall our fellow men okay it's not the best way you may want to learn something but it is still uh, once Many years ago, I recall saying in a meeting, experience is a teacher, but experience is not necessarily the best teacher. Okay? I mean, I don't have to learn that casual sex is wrong because I have HIV or I got or I contracted HIV. Um, the, 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 it's, but I will still learn. I mean, you will still learn. That's what I'm saying. But it's not the best way to learn. Okay? But um, there are lessons in life. Either you're looking at the presidential election, which came, um, the curtains fell on one uh, Trump. And again, I want to say for me, I don't think I'm really exactly very disappointed. I know the conversation, especially amongst uh, our Christian folk, is that um, the Republicans have always had better policies that seems to side with the church vis-a-vis -vis the Democrats. But... I have my own arguments and I don't want to drag you into my own personal political and policy issues. One, I don't think uh, the problem is more, um, it's more the who, but the structure of government, okay? This is how I end up talking for too long. So, see, I wanted just to skip through that quickly, but now I'm ending up trying to explain myself. I don't think it's an issue of who is a leader. I don't think most American presidents, just like 
in Kenya because we share a similar uh, structure of government. I don't think it's an issue of who as much as it's an issue of the, the structure. As long as the system of government is called democracy, then the place of a leader as an individual entity, as a person, is so nominal in comparison with, again, the system. The system, the structure called democracy, is a structure that is inherently and irreparably leaning towards rights. Okay, so you cannot talk democracy without talking about rights. And rights are insatiable. This is my own personal belief. If you gain one right, you can only go for another. In fact, you 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 prompt another. So, for example, if we have rights for say voting, so for example, at a very rudimentary level, there's a time women were campaigning, you know, actively to be allowed to be part of um, the voting population many years back. Okay. So when you get that, then what do you think is going to happen next? Okay. You're going to look for some more rights. And you reach a place whereby now rights vis-a-vis what you may call morality or what you may call values begin to, uh, for a lack of a better word, step on each other. The, the, the lines become very gray. Absolutes are no longer absolutes. They become, you know, they are no longer absolute. <laughs> okay. How long? It's 12 in the morning. I'm running short of, you know, diction. Um, so, so, so for example, gay rights or abortion rights and all those rights, you know, you you no longer know at what point do you call it a right or call this an absolute. And if it's an absolute, why not um, call the another? I mean, it, it becomes very difficult to draw lines. So for me, and I don't want to belabor the point, maybe for another day we shall have a proper sitting but we can just talk, is it possible to have a democracy? Because, let me go to myself. There's a man in the Bible called, um, what is the name? Aaron. Aaron. Who built a golden calf and when Moses came down, and obviously that was a terrible thing to do in respect to the, you know, um, uh, the faith. When, when Moses came and rebuked him, he said, he said it very clearly. He says, the people made me do it. That's what democracy is. Democracy is not leadership by the leader. That's why I keep going back. It's not the person per se. Democracy is the leadership by a majority. It's majoritarianism. Okay? Okay? And so because we have, we have not gone the autocratic way, the dictatorial way, we elect people. We don't coronate people like the way you know, kings are, are coronated because that's our system. That is a system which we have um, uh, embraced. And I think it's probably a more safer system because of the fact that it um, um, seeks to protect people's rights. Um, then we also have to come, you know, to the realization that um, with it also there are some things which may not necessarily be good so as much as i have right to have my child you know um be you know uh, to train my child or 
my children in a spiritual in a particular spiritual way similarly somebody else who is not for my spiritual extraction maybe a muslim or a hindu or even an atheist will want that they are children so i mean again we just have to learn to live with some of these things so it's a it takes a lot of accommodation you get because if i want my right then another person wants their right and so it becomes quite a muddy situation but again that's a topic that you can always handle some other time but again put it very simply uh, democracy is not leadership by the leader is leadership by you know the majority sometimes democracy tramples on what you may call um, good godly principles ethical moral principles so that it can appease the majority you know and, and, and that's just how that's just how it runs that's just how it runs you may have a good person with good ideas but of course he is not in charge of a parliament or a house of congress or a house of senate and uh, laws pass i mean that's just it i mean that's just the way it is but be that as it may again i want to um uh, i think it's a happy morning for me i don't think i liked trump too much to be very honest i don't like to making my political you know leanings too strong um because of course people think differently and so i try to take a an apolitical approach to issues um i think uh, like jane i think it was jane who one time said that um, trump was a very um marginal human being uh, you know, very you know very strong but very truthful you know very honest stuff very uh, lacked in civility um i think the one is indecent very disrespectful very abrasive the language he used was not presidential and most times was very coarse very rough borderline insultious i think um, the stature of the us as a as a leader in respect to matters of moral or matters of respect you know if you can call it that way has somewhat gone a few steps down anyway we were in second samuel weren't we 10 minutes later can you imagine it is how end up talking for too long second samuel chapter 125 how the mighty have fallen so in case i close through this thing very quickly is because i've already taken too much time meddling if you read um, um now 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 before i go to the scripture let me kind of develop what i want to say I think the areas where we need to be mightily careful are primarily three. And this at a very general level, not just at a mighty man level. So I'm not just talking about mighty men. I'm talking about all of us at a very general level. There are three very slippery, very, um, um, you know, uh, we need to flag three areas, okay? And those areas for me is prosperity for one, purity, and power. Okay? Another way of looking at it, uh, probably a more clear way of looking at it, I mean, it brings out the point. It's the area of money, sex, and pride or power, what I'm calling power. Um, somebody used G's, you know, a G, G for 
jumps or whatever. Does somebody use G to try and say those three from a male perspective? And he said gold, girls, and glory. Okay? From a male perspective, eh? gold, girls, and glory, which is, you know, better put, money, sex, and power. Three key areas where we can say the bones of many mighty and not too mighty men and men here is cross, cut across gender have fallen the no when i mean bones i mean they, they, they are littered on that valley of money sex and power and so it is my duty this morning just to try and remind us in this bible study that um these are areas where we have to treat like a cat you know the way you know cats always move very cautiously treat very carefully you know like a cat which is about to take a bath the way to be so scared you know i have two cats around here so i know exactly what i'm talking about uh now i can go to the scripture which i wanted to read and this was one of my amongst the first scriptures i memorized yeah? So I'm reading it now, but you know, I'm reading it from this from the Bible. And it's a very good scripture. It's 2 Timothy. If you're having a Bible with you, verse 19, 2 Timothy 2, 19, it says, nevertheless, and please listen to this, good people. The foundation of God. I mean, you can never have a more better way to put this. The foundation of God stands sure. I love it. I just love it. The foundation of God is established, is clear, is stable, is sure. Having this seal, I love that again a lot. This is the mark of approval like a stamp. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Wow. No scripture can hit you between the eyes anytime. That one especially. Anytime. We, we, okay, okay. Now that I'm in 2 Timothy, why don't I just do myself a bit of favor and go to Titus. Titus 2.11. And maybe reinforce what I'm just saying. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness, worldly lust, we should live soberly. Mm. Mm. Scripture is beautiful. Scripture is beautiful. It's like honey. It's so sweet. Teaching us denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly righteously and godly in this present world. Okay. Now, now, I don't need to tell you this, but you know that we are living in a very permissive, very greedy society. And I mean society generally. It's not just a Kenyan thing. Um, we're living in a times of liberals. We're living in a time of, like I mentioned earlier, rights, freedom, 
rights, free choice. We're living in days of if it feels good, then have it. We're living in days, and you can read this even from you know Timothy. The last days are days of uncensored consumption. Uncensored consumption. I'm going to look for as many descriptors to try and paint the picture. Man has become more vile than the beast of the field. The animalistic instincts taking over perversion that I'm talking about. Abuse. And we see this every other day. We see this every other time we watch the news. Things which are impossible even for the mind to wrap around. People would go to places where it would make even the animals cringe. The animals without that capacity of reason cringe because of how debased and how vile we have stooped. How low we've stooped. We're living in days when prostitution has become and it's called, and I mean prostitution in terms of, uh, you know, um, people selling their own bodies sexually. We're living in days when prostitution is called making an honest living. We're living in days, even the wordings have changed now, it's no longer you know, prostitution, it's actually commercial sex workers. It's a commercial thing. I don't know how many of you remember one time sharing in church, and I think I need to say this. You can never, and I was having a conversation with my wife, and um, I mean, my wife is always my best you know, audience. And I always, you know, kind of trans, you know, superimpose my ideas on her. You know, I don't know if I ever do it, but I, I spend a lot of time just telling her what I think. And I was reminding her about uh, something I shared in church one time, that you can never change, you can never fundamentally change a society unless you change the three L's, the three L's, okay? And I said the first L is the L of leader. And so right now, for example, there is a lot of hype and excitement because um, one, Mr. Biden, some call him Biden, but it is Biden, um, has been um, elected. And so change the leader. And it's a good step. It's an initial step. But like I was mentioning or alluding to earlier, there are other three L's. The other three L's include changing the law. And that's difficult. And Mr. Monoko will tell you, changing a law, even in this country, is not a joke. I have been involved happily through some organization in being a part of changing laws in this country. And I can tell you, by the time some of these things find the expression in the houses of parliament, the lobbying, I mean the lobbying, the inputs of various sectors, what is generally referred to as public participation. I mean, it's so laborious. It's so massive. And even then, there are still so many other things that need to be tweaked here, changed there. And, 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 and it's just amazing. And, and, and I want to say, I mean, good example right now. One, Mr. Biden has to work with what may probably be a very hostile house in changing laws. I mean, there's a word they use in English called a hamstring. He may completely be hamstringed by those blue houses, either it's a Senate or Congress, because they, they, they don't have 
through the numbers to push through the legislative agendas and so you may have good ideas but then you still have to deal with that bottleneck the other l is language that a society is is affected a lot by the communications either the social schoolings or the formal you know education that we get and those things begin to shape the people look at things something which is so wrong can become or appear to be so good because of how people you know spin it using words yeah, spin it using words okay so those three l's and and, and, and again um uh, that's a conversation we can have another day and, but it's important that you understand this because sometimes we are very naive and we believe if we bring in a ruto or a raila or a uhuru everything is going to be honky-dokey but i'm telling you it's never that easy it's never that easy there's always so many other issues that have to be put in consideration so changing a person it's only that part of the process okay and i think you understand what i mean by that so so that's 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 where we are that's where we are and that's why i would encourage you as i move away from that point i, I don't know i find i find us and christians because i know right now there's quite a bit of conversation about the evangelicals who stood very strongly you are praying very hard you know even in kenya you know so that um, you know trump may continue you know leading we have to be very careful when we meddle in politics from a spiritual church approach but you have to be very careful because there are so many gray okay, I don't call them gray areas but there are so many slippery parts we can enter into and find ourselves on a downward spiral very fast and furious I'm telling you there has to be a dichotomy there has to be a clear separation that for example church leadership is for all people and the people number 2 will have variances or differences in respect to either political or other um what you may call um social issues how we raise a family for example i mean you bring 10 families here and tell them that i want to teach you how to raise how to raise your children and i'm telling you you will have you will have an argument if you don't if you do not moderate that conversation correctly in a way that accommodates each person's experiences it would degenerate irrespective of the fact that they are Jesus loving and tongue talking it, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter there are certain issues where we hold various opinions and it is as we should because we are we are human beings we are christians but we are human beings and so my experiences are such that i was raised in a certain way i have been exposed you know in a certain way and my wife and i you know hold a particular view when it comes to raising children and you may have a difference and and and, and some of these things we have to be very respectful and one of the most gray area and very tricky area to try and be patronizing on oh that's not good english to try and patronize people in is the area of politics church has to be very careful we must allow people to express the, because really democrat republican or dm jubilee these are not the things which define christianity these are just values i mean somebody values education other one values health another one has a is very big on katiba another one is very big on job creation i mean it's really it's really, it's never here nor there you know i mean neither here nor there it's just like me and my elder brother or my younger brother I'm somewhere in between there you know 
my brother loves certain foods which I don't like. I may prefer a certain car which he doesn't like. That has never changed us being siblings. Get, get. So th- these are not things that we need to put a lot of weight and become so aggressive and try to convince people and, and get all worked up and sweat about it. I mean, really. really. I want to be very honest with you. And I know we are recording. 2022, if one Raila Odinga, I don't know if he's going to run, if one Raila Odinga becomes president, I want to promise you, I will excel. If one Mr. Ruto, the hustler generation, you know, you know, uh, 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 champion becomes president, I will excel. Because for me, it's not about a person, it's about every person comes with different shades of opportunities and I'm going to take advantage of that opportunity. I don't know if I'm saying. For me, it's not an issue. So if, if we go, if we go low, if we go change Katiba, no big deal. We'll participate and, and, and in other words, all is not lost because somebody you didn't expect to be president becomes president. You 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 rearrange yourself, you organize yourself, you look at where the economy is going, you look at where there is an emphasis because an economy is like a balloon. Okay. So, 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 so if, if one leader comes into the scene, he may, he may emphasize, for example, in property, for example, I'll just give an example, okay? You know, Kibaki came and opened up the economy of Boda Boda. You, you, you understand? I mean, you know, zero rated all the taxes on Boda Boda and, and, and opened up roads. And all of a sudden, you know, land became quite, um, you know, a thing because uh, with opening of roads, because Kibaki had this interesting, um, you know, philosophy that went, um, you know, development follows tarmac. So the clever people just simply realized with tarmac, land will become pricey. Land will be a gem. And people started moving in that direction. Okay? So so just find where the squeeze. Because if you squeeze one area, if you squeeze agriculture, you may open up industry. If you squeeze industry, you may open up another site. It's like a balloon. It's it's, it, it has to go somewhere. That air has to go somewhere. I think I'm done on that one. So that's why, please, I beg of you, don't take politicians too seriously. I mean, I see people fighting out two years from now. The people that are on each other's jugular right now will be on the same side. You can write that down somewhere and thank me later because it's the truth. If you are told that one Mr. Uhuru Kenyatta, our dearly beloved president today will be bosom friends bosom friend with one Raila Amolo Odinga a man who is astute and uh, probably one of the most recognizable face in Kenyan political scene probably for the rest of Kenya's political history if you are told that those two today will be gazing at each other's like lovers I'm telling you, you would, you would rebuke that thought in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, you will rebuke it in the name of Jesus. You will say, depart from me, Satan. Listen, it's politics. People say stuff they don't mean. Politics is about interest. Politics is about opportunism. Okay? And I would not be surprised if some of the people that are going at each other's necks will be speaking of each other's um, attributes, high <laughs> positive attributes. I mean, please, 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 guys, don't don't take this thing too seriously. Live your life. 
live your life. We'll cross that bridge when we get there, okay? And trust you me, the landscape will be very different in the next two years. Extremely different. Too much for politics, but who can blame me? I think um, there's been too much politics in the last couple of days. So, 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 uh, I put in my note something here very clearly that I feel it's important. If you read 2 Kings 18.21, and I'm in the mood of reading the Bible today, so I just not quote it. Uh, 2 Kings 18.21, okay, and you know the context by which we pick this scripture. 2 Kings, is it? 18.21. I got it wrong. It's not Second Kings. Should be First Kings. Let me just check it out again. Should be First Kings, eighteen twenty-one. So I'm looking for that part that says those who. And this is Elijah when he challenged the prophets of Baal. Or Baal. Very fundamental statement. Okay, here it is. It's first Kings. I'm afraid you may have to correct that one on your notes. Uh, 1821, it says, um, And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long shall you waver between two opinions? Okay. The King James says, How long, uh, let me read that again, how long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. If Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him, Not a word. And, and, and I think. It's important that we tell each other that we have to make a deliberate, and I use that word very carefully. But I'm going to say I use that word deliberately. We have to make a very deliberate and a very conscious decision to follow God. It's not going to come naturally. You're not going to follow God because you have a president who is saying we do so. And because I think that's the kind of things which you want. And now we have a godly president so it is easier. No, 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 no. Following God is a conscious personal decision. So if we get some guy in the future and you can, I mean, sorry, sorry, allow me to say this guy, good people. It is sad that I have to say this but it's a truth. As long as we go the democracy way, we will contend with the rights of gays at some point along the road take it from me. It may be 50 years from now or 100 years from now, but I can, you can bet you're ahead of this one. As long as our approach is democracy, somewhere along the way, we will hide some room. I don't want it. I don't like it. I abhor it. It's, it's, it's something that repudiates me. It's terrible. The thought of it is sickening, but I'm telling you, as long as as a country we have a democratic approach to governance we will have some room for gay we will have room for abortion we'll, it's not what i want please understand me it's it is the structure of government that rights are insatiable i know we will pray about it that in our generation and in the ones to come it doesn't happen and i'm one of those on the front line doing that but unless you change the structure from democracy to theocracy it's going to be very difficult to win that battle. Not because we are wrong, but because our argument will hit a brick wall. Why should one right be superior to another? That question will be very difficult to answer. Why should I worship freely 
like we do and another person is not allowed to worship freely in a different way those those will be conversations that are difficult in an environment called democracy i'm telling you the way it is chances are you never hear it from somebody else and i may get a lot of beating for saying this and we are recording and i know you know it might you know it will get um, it will get it will get to some places which maybe uh, people may not take it very carefully but i have to say it it's a truth it's a truth and the truth is very stable <laughs> truth is extremely stable truth is always there in front of your face romans 12 verse 1 present your bodies as living sacrifices the bible says um, yeah very deliberate present your bodies as living sacrifices First Thessalonians 4:7 for God hath not called us unto uncleanness but unto holiness. I'm reading this scripture so that at least you see how deliberate this lifestyle has to be. That even if tomorrow, no, tomorrow Mr. Monaco, even if tomorrow a goof up, they say there is no more Christian education in schools. You will be okay with it because for you you take your child to school to learn mathematics and physics. The issue of raising children spiritually is our responsibility. We're not going to go and take up placards about it. You, 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 you understand? Because it is either we allow all the other religions also to be incorporated or we remove all of them. It's a terrible thought. Okay? For us to be deemed to be fair, it's either we allow IRE which is Islamic religious education and allow Hindu and allow and allow people to practice their own little thing because it's democracy all rights matter or we remove all of them and we say let everybody go and guide their children in the manner which they will follow in any case that is the bible we are supposed to follow the gods of our fathers you understand i mean we are supposed to follow the tradition of the people who have passed on the faith to us and so for me i really don't get so worked up about some of those things i don't think i'm going to go into the streets because people have stopped prayers in school because i don't take my child to school to learn how to pray that is my sole responsibility we must not be lazy and we must not relegate it to another entity called teachers Okay. Very quickly. I don't know what time is it. Mm. Mm. We already taken too much time. Okay. Let me talk about the first area of immorality or sex. You never graduate from caution in this area. And I cannot emphasize enough how big, how strong the grip of immorality, the hold of immorality You never graduate from caution in this area. Don't dent your destiny because trust you me, so many destinies have been dented because people are passive. How many men of God today have scarred the church, brought shame and scarred the church? How many bones of those men are littered on the highways and the byways of the spiritual journey? simply because they thought they were beyond caution. Joseph when confronted with this issue, you know, you remember Potiphar's wife, he ran. He didn't sit there and theorize, he didn't sit there and argue and debate and talk about his faith. He ran. He didn't trust that he can survive one minute even if he's risen. 
the emotion of sex is absolutely one of the most gripping strong holds and I wish everybody can hear what I'm saying I put in my notes and uh, sorry did I say Joseph yeah Joseph yeah. a good run is better than a bad start okay you don't bind a woman or don't bind a man who you're sexually being attracted to in the spur of the moment you run you don't bind you say you don't say in the name of Jesus no 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 just go binding but run <laughs> you understand you never know how that binding will just dissipate slowly and we cannot blame our hormones i think we've been doing this you know for a very long time okay and we can't blame our family genes again i use the word deliberate when it comes to living a godly life I, I want to read 1 Thessalonians 5.22. Uh, I think I'll just quote it. It says, abstain from every appearance of evil. And I, and I like that scripture for one reason. It does, it does not say abstain from evil, which I mean to me would be, would be perfect. But, but it says abstain from its appearance, which tells me something. If you expose yourself to an appearance of evil, expose yourself to an appearance of evil you will do the evil you'll do the evil dreams aspirations have been sacrificed on this altar destinies which would have been we're talking of generosity in the faith and in all manner of areas whose bones are littered on this so, mind what you see. Because you are products of our environment. Mind what you see. The, the, the environment is a parent of mentality. The environment we expose ourselves to is the parent of mentality. And you don't want to form a mentality because of an environment of books and tapes and stuff and which are people we hang around with who talk trash and who, you know, they, they kind of make light of some of these issues. And you never know before you lighten it so much that you experiment on these areas. Okay. The better way out, I put in my notes, is the bitter way. Can you take that and use the example of Jonah? Okay. The better way out is always the bitter way. The better way out is always the bitter way. They threw away Jonah. That was the better way. I mean, they just threw the guy out. You know, just threw him out. It's brutal. Sometimes tracking down God's will, it's, to be very honest, very brutal. Mm. So, I'm jumping a couple of things so that I can save on time. You can read about Samson and you know what happened to Samson. And you know, immorality was at the center, the core, the heart of it. And I put in my notes that he was reduced to a piece of bread. He was made to look so easy. I mean, eventually, Samson was made to look very small. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10, um, verse 12, He that thinketh he standeth, let him watch lest he falls. And by the way, when I say that Samson was made to, was reduced to a piece of bread, I'm actually quoting scripture, okay? It's found in Proverbs 6, 24-28. It says that what the harlot will do. So the harlot will reduce you to a piece of bread. 
use the King James, the harlot will reduce you to a piece of bread. Okay? It was reduced to a piece of bread. So I was using scripture just to try and explain myself on that. Okay? So again, I want to say this. There is good fear. Uh, there's good fear. There's a good kind of fear. And that good kind of fear, oh good fear, sorry, is what you call an instinct of self-preservation. That's a good fear. Instinct, instinct of self, and sometimes we we run because we want to preserve ourselves. We, we we tell ourselves, "I know myself, and I and I know I carry this body of sin with me. It has got it's got desires and all that, and so I just have to be mightily cautious." Okay, that's the way we will lock the door. Okay, that's. That's 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 sorry. I should have said that's why we lock the door when we step out of the house because we want it's it's, a, it's an instinct of self. It's, it's a good fear. We lock the door when you're leaving. We buy insurance. Now what I'm going to do is that I'm going to stop there. But before I do that, please uh, you can also incorporate First Corinthians six eighteen, okay, which talks about the sin of um, of immorality and it says um, it is the only sin that we sin against our bodies. I'll stop there and uh, talk about the rest um, next time. God bless you.